morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call this morning? Good morning. This is Susie. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Hi, good morning. It's Priscilla. Hi, Susie. Good morning, Priscilla. How are you? I am good. I am good. Fantastic. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call? Yes, I'm doing very well. God woke me up this morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Susie, who just joined the call. Good morning, Susie. It's Deborah Evans. Good morning. Good, good morning, Deborah Evans. God bless you. You too. Thank you. You're welcome. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call? Anyone else join the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, Susie. It's Diane. Good morning, Diane. Same to you. Happy Thursday. Good morning. Good morning, Sister Yvonne. God bless you. I'm doing well. How are you this morning? Okay. Good. Glad to hear that. God is good. Yeah, God is good, isn't he? Yes, he is. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Yo, 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 yo. What's up, family? Good morning. Good morning, Brother Eric. How are you? Doing fine. Doing fine this Friday. Great. Good morning, Sophie. It's Barbara. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning, Sophie. It's Pretty Patrice. Good morning, Pretty Patrice. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing a lot better. How about you? I'm wonderful. Thanks, Rad. You're so welcome. Thank you for asking. Good morning. And who is that? Good morning. Happy Thursday, Sister Tracy. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Thursday to you, too. Yes. (laughs) Thank you, God. He's so good. Yes, he is. He really is like to get all these fires 
taken away from the valley, but not in the valley, in the mountains and stuff mm-hmm. here. So. Yeah, we just got to keep praying and asking him to send some rain this way. I did that this morning. You're right, yes. We're in the valley and we got the smoke here, but not real bad. So, Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? <clears throat> Hello, good morning. This is Denise. Good morning, Denise. Good morning to you. Thank you. You're welcome. Is anyone else joining the call who would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call? Excuse me. Is anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Anyone else like to say good morning? Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Great morning, Susie Q. It's Dion. Happy Thursday. Good morning, Dion. Happy <laughs> Thursday to you, too. <laughs> Would anyone else like to say good morning before we move forward to the next segment of the call? Okay, well, before we do move forward, we do ask that you mute your line so that we can proceed. And good morning again. My name is Susie, and I am your hostess. And thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 o'clock a.m. Pacific Time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed, too. Thanks for staying tuned in the month of October. Today is the last day of the theme, Open Heaven. 
This month has been fulfilled with phenomenal, inspiring messages from our wonderful and gifted declares. November will, excuse me, November will be even better, so be prepared to be blessed. There are two announcements today. Ladies, please feel, please join us tonight and every Thursday night for Walk It Out Women's Call, hosted by Ms. Lisa Porter. They will be going through the book entitled Emotionally Healthy Spiritually. It's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature. And that's by Peter Cicero. The call takes place from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Time right here by dialing the same number tonight. You will be blessed. Second, if you've been blessed by the call and would like to sow into it, please visit www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me forward slash declarevictory. We pray, pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your living and trusting in Him. We had no prayer requests on the app, nor any spoken prayer requests. The order of the call this morning is the declaration will be done by Nick Guzman. Praying and corporate praise will be done by Brother Andrew. Then we'll go right into closing comments, hosted by the declare Nick Guzman. And I'll repeat that. Declaration by Nick Guzman, praying and corporate praise be done by Brother Andrew. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the Declare Nick. The scripture for today is Isaiah 26, 2. Open the gate that the righteous nation may enter, the one who remains faithful. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to the declare, Nick Guzman. Everyone have a wonderful and blessed day. Uh, Good morning. Can you hear me clearly? Yes, I can. Perfect, perfect. Uh, first off, I definitely want to just say good morning to everybody on the call. Um, you know, and uh, I know that today's message, especially, you know, closing out on the very last day of the month, um, there's just so much that I feel like the Lord has just been downloading into my heart, uh, in my spirit in these last couple of weeks. And I know for a fact, by the time I start running through this uh, message right now as he guides me because I only got bullet points again. I don't know if you heard me about a month ago and I know, um, and, uh, Dion's definitely been, you know, coaching me to, uh, you know, just to focus on just letting the spirit flow and just letting him control my tongue and letting him control every single conversation that comes out anytime a message needs to come. And, um, I know that right now, some of the things that I have written, written down in front of me, just these bullet points, I already know, you know, he's getting ready. He's been showing me stuff these last few weeks that it's just, it's just been phenomenal. You know, that's why before I even start this call, I definitely want to um, start off with just praying and bless his call and just allowing him to move and breathe on us and, and just kind of just letting him have his way. Um, 
So before I even start, I just want to pray really quickly. Um, Father God, I just pray that you can just utilize, you know, before anything, I just want to thank you, Lord God. I want to thank you for just even giving us a chance to see another day, Father God, to wake us up and just to put us on this call, Lord God, that you have designed, Lord God, that that everything that we do and everything that takes place is only to glorify your kingdom, Father God. And knowing that this entire month these has been lessons and teachings and, and, and messages to help open up our hearts so we know how to communicate with you in, in the kingdom courts and knowing how the order truly works, Father God. So I pray that you can just guide my tongue, Lord God, and take over this message and not just, you know, let it be another a message just with words, Father God, that these words that come out of my mouth that are downloaded from you, that they could pierce their hearts and their souls, Father God, that you could breathe on them so they could move in a way that is just, you know, in, in a way that they didn't even know that they could move, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen. So the title of this message is going to be called uh, Calling on God's Army. And there's going to be a few scriptures that I'm going to use along the way and probably random ones that I don't even know I'm going to say yet. But um, but you're going to kind of understand how this all flows uh, throughout the entire message. And if it is re being recorded, and I would pretty much recommend probably to uh, probably you might want to listen to it a, a few different times. OK, so the scripture I'm going to lead with. I'm going to start this call off is coming from Psalms 91:11. It says, "For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your way." Okay? So uh, again, the title of this call is called Calling on God's Army. So, especially knowing that the last 31 days, you know, it's been a topic that's just been incredible when when, you know, when they came up with this, uh, you know, opening up heaven, accessing new realms and understanding the heaven courts. And it's interesting is that every single time I notice that these themes every single month take place, you start seeing it in all kinds of random places. And it's just so much confirmation knowing how this topic is so, so important, especially even for myself, like leading up to this call before I even get into this message, you know, I do want to say, you know, this is going to be a combination of some messages and some testimonies that have been taking place even within uh, my own life. And one of the biggest things that I realized is that in the last couple of weeks right now, you know, I've been thinking about today like crazy, especially in the last 14 days, because there's so many, there's so many things that have been trying to get in the way of me trying to prepare for this message, trying to put this together, trying to do my own kind of Bible study so I can you know, uh, you know, allow the Lord to reveal what he wants me to talk about. And then every single day in the last 14 days, it's like I already know that I've been under attack. I know that so many things have been taking place, especially in the last four or five days. And the only thing I've known is because this call is getting ready to take place. I mean, for example, 14 days ago, I had some random stuff all over you know, happening with my health. And, and even beyond Tanya, nobody knows any of this stuff. But, you know, in the last couple of weeks, a lot's been going on. Even went to the emergency room, you know, had two MRIs. Now I got this random surgery all set up in December, you know. And um, I know at the end of the day, everything's going to work out, you know, because I know his grace is sufficient. So to me, you know, I know these last couple of weeks, it has nothing to do with me. It has to do with what I'm getting ready to talk about. 
you know, so that's why this in the last, in the last couple of weeks, you know, all I've been doing is taking about this call like crazy and just trying to understand like this passage and just thinking about the roles of angels, thinking about what they have, what their purpose is to us, thinking about what exactly their role is while we're down here and what their role is up there as they are obeying to the Lord as well too. Because when I, the last couple of weeks, I've been spending so much time just reading different passages in the Bible, just understanding these, what, what, what exactly do angels do? What's the role? Because growing up as a kid, all I thought about was a baby with some wings, and that's just the natural way where everybody grows up. But it's so much more than that. There's so many things that they do and that they do in the history of the Bible. And all so many scriptures talk about angels and heavenly hosts appearing to us and appearing to people and um, helping us out. And the pattern's just all the same because the angels are assigned to us. They're here to protect us. They're here to guide us and to strengthen us and to fight our battles and help deliver us. And, and I could just go on and on. Like I found so many scriptures and stories in the Bible that it even blew my mind because I didn't even realize how many were there. And in, in, in Hebrews 1.14, it says, you know, are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who inherit salvation? And when I think about that, I realize that angels are just God's heavenly army and that he's the commander in chief. And even in the book of Revelations, you hear about, you know, um, how, you know, in heaven, you know, you see myriads and myriads of, of angels and thousands upon thousands upon thousands of angels up in heaven surrounding the Lord and camped around the Lord watching over us. And I didn't really understand what that meant. I was like, man, what does myriad mean? One myriad means 10,000. So when they're talking about myriads and myriads and myriads of angels and thousands upon thousands upon thousands, we have no idea what that truly number is. But I can only imagine that there's millions of soldiers that are just watching over us that are waiting for his command to be sent down to watch over us and protect us. And that's crazy to me because when I started reading this stuff, you know, and as the Holy Spirit started to guide me, it's evident that the battle takes, there's a huge battle that's even taking place behind the scenes, you know, um, that we don't even see. And that's why this understanding like what spiritual warfare, warfare means and, and, and it's very, very, very real. Cause I know, you know, I know that we always talk about it. I know that we always hear about it. I know with me, I didn't grow up in the church, but I, I, could, I see patterns. I see people always talk about spiritual warfare, spiritual warfare, spiritual warfare, but no one really goes and dives in and really, really breaks down what it really, really truly means. And, and we need to know that. We need to know the battle that's taking place behind the scenes, you know, so we know how to come through that battle because there's weapons that we have that he's given us, these gifts that he's given us, his gifts of grace that we utilize so we can enter into this spiritual warfare. And without understanding the roles, we can understand the kingdom court. We can understand the roles that's going on there, but there's still another side of the coin. There's still another side of the coin that you have to understand and you got to understand that type of role. And I remember when I started spending time with, you know, um, you know, Dion, you know, she recommended a book to me that, uh, you know, uh, because she, you know, I mean, it's obvious that, you know, when, you know, with some of the stuff that's taking place in my own walk, you know, I know that deliverance ministry is, you know, pretty much where the Lord is, is, is placing me. And um, she told me to read this book called uh, Pigs in the Parlor. 
that just kind of breaks down so much that I didn't understand. And I, I like the way that it breaks certain things down as far as, you know, a description on what we deal with, you know, and it talks about in the book of Ephesians, it says, you know, for we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of the world, against spiritual wickedness in the high places. And when I read this, this word principalities just popped out because I do, I have like, you know, four different versions of my Bible, like in front of me, because I believe that, you know, okay, it's cool to have one version in front of me that I can understand in modern English and things like that. But I also like to understand where it was translated from. And if you go, if you think about a lot of the Bibles that people read, you know, um, in this particular passage, this word principalities is not even inside there, you know. And when you look up the word principalities, it comes from a Greek word called archos. It's a word that's used to describe things in a series such as leaders, rulers, and magistrates, thus a series of leaders and rulers that describes basically ranking organizations. So the word principalities, when it comes to, you know, the order of the enemy, you know, it's showing us that the satanic kingdom is very, very highly organized and that we have to truly get that. There's people who are reading this passage and they never read the word principalities. They never understand what it means. And that one word changes the whole mainframe of what they're trying to talk about inside of this message. And I'm telling everybody that's on this line, you need to know that the battle is that's really being fought, fought because reality is there's enemy. The enemy has assigned leaders over areas around the world, too. So, like, even when I started understanding that part, I just always thought it was, okay, God, the devil, Jesus, this, that, this, and that. I didn't understand how deep it was. And then one, one, uh, one story in the Bible that I've been reading and diving into big time is the story of Daniel. When you read the story of Daniel, he prayed and fasted so, so many times. And there's you know, and that's where the Daniel fast comes from. He did one at the very beginning for 10 days, and he did a second one that was for 21 days. But in the story of Daniel, he had prayed and fasted for 21 days from a state of a humble heart, though, not from a state of asking for anything, but on his knees being surrendered at the feet of Lord of the Lord. And then after 21 days, he prayed, he fasted, he humbled every single day. He had unwavering faith every single day when he prayed and fasted and on the 21st day an angel came to him and told him that his prayer was being answered from day one it just took 21 days for him to come through because behind the scenes the spiritual battle that was taking place he had to fight through who he made reference to called the Prince of Persia, and he couldn't even take it on his own. He had to have the, the, the archangel Michael had to come and help out. And I say these things because sometimes, you know, sometimes, you know, this is, you know, when we pray, you know, our position of our hearts, that's what, you know, it, it matters. Sometimes like some people, you know, even with me, when I used to pray at the beginning and get on my knees or whatever, I didn't know what to say. You know, I didn't even, you know, I was still, you know, hold this, you know, praying from a state of bondage, but it still needed to take place because I needed to break down these layers, these layers and layers so I could get to a place of surrender, so I could get to a place to position my heart, you know, in a humble way, you know, and I love this story of Daniel because it's such a symbol because a lot of times people will pray and then they think that their prayers aren't being answered. They're praying for a month. They're praying for two months. 
the prank for two, three years, and they think the Lord's not, but you don't, you don't see the behind the scenes battle that's taking place. You don't see the enemy that he fought off that you might not have realized that could have took your situation all the way to a terror situation. But behind the scenes, the spiritual battle is taking place, and there's layers and there's strongholds that are being broken. And that's why there's more of a reason why to know how to communicate with the heaven, with the kingdom court is everything, you know, and, 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 and that's why, like, one of the biggest questions that, that, that is good, somebody's going to ask, well, like, okay, well, you know, okay, we, we hear this kingdom court, we hear all these things, we hear, okay, we got to pray and we got to ask for these things, but the biggest question is how do we access this part of the kingdom? How do we access this part of protection? How do we access this part? How do we communicate with the kingdom court knowing that there's a behind-the-scenes battle and we don't know what enemies are assigned to us? We don't know what enemy, what, 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 uh, you know, what's assigned even to the city because there's, there's regions too, you know, and, um, and that's probably for a different conversation because I don't want to go too over the top, but just know that there's a whole lot going on behind the scenes. And that's why, to me, I realize more than ever the baptism of the Holy Spirit, because this is where the baptism of the Holy Spirit comes into play, you know, because even in the book of, in, in, in Paul, in the book of Corinthians, like he says, if I speak in tongues of men and of angels, and this is probably the only passage, unless, you know, uh, if there's other ones, I would love somebody to send them to me too. But this is the only one that I found where he's distinguishing the fact that when somebody's speaking in tongues, when they're speaking in the gift of tongues, there's different ways to speak in tongues. You got the evidence of speaking in tongues. You have tongues that are a different language and a different part of the world, but you also have that other part of tongues where you're communicating with angels. It doesn't say men or like it, it says and of angels. If I speak in tongues of men and of angels, so it shows that our tongues are used to communicate with another person. And the purpose of this is the ability to being able to communicate in a language that's unknown to the one that to the one speaking, which is us, but yet it's understood by the one that's listening. You know, I mean, for me, like, I mean, I know some people might have heard little highlights of, of my story, but like for myself, you know, this stuff, this stuff is the stuff that I focus on. I don't know why, like, I mean, I know why now, but I'm so drawn to, you know, understanding how these gifts work. I'm, I, I'm drawn to this because I know it doesn't just stop at the, uh, the cross. It starts at the cross and there starts at the promise of the Holy Spirit. There's so many scriptures that even Jesus says that he has to go in order for the spirit to come to teach us and guide us. And the spirit has a role because the, even the seven gifts of grace, it depends on, you know, our level of faith. You'll start seeing these gifts being downloaded into us, you know, and it's so important. And, and, and people need to know it's like with me, I didn't grow up in the church. Yeah, I didn't grow up at the church at all. Like, you know, and and, and for myself, you know, with my walk, just to give a quick, you know, a quick one or two minute story about me, you know, I didn't grow up in the church, okay? You know, and um, I wrestled with God for a long time. I, there was a point in my life where I didn't even believe in God. I didn't think that there was no God. I didn't think about, I was basically a Saul before Paul, you know, and it's not that I was going out there condemning Christians or anything like that. I just didn't believe because of such turmoil that was always in front of my face because of some of the things that I was doing in my youth and some of the crowd that I was hanging out with, you know, it was just very, very evil. So to me, I love doing that stuff. I was sitting right on the lap of, 
you know, I was sitting right on the lap of the devil until one night I had a dream. I had a dream and I never owned a Bible before. I never read any scriptures before. I didn't even understand. All I saw was a Catholic church down the street. I didn't know that there was Christian churches. I didn't know there was non-denomination churches. I didn't understand any of this kind of stuff. But one night I had a dream and I had a dream that I walked inside. I was inside of a classroom and inside of this classroom, there was, um, you know, there was all these kids in there and they were scared because there was a, a young lady who was possessed by a demon. And then I went in and I started approaching this young lady inside of my dream and I started reaching out and I laid my hands on her and I started speaking in tongues. I started speaking in a language I didn't understand. And then all of a sudden I casted out a demon and then everybody was safe. And then I woke up in chills and keep in mind, I never read the Bible before. I never went to church before. I wasn't even saved, but the Lord saw something inside of me, his grace, his undeserved, undeserved favor. And he put this dream in me to show me that he was calling me, that he was drawing me, that he needed me for something. And I didn't know anyone to talk to except Tanya Alexander, who opened up and dropped everything that she was doing for me. And she hooked up with me. She showed me what I dreamed was scriptural. She showed me the book of Acts. She showed me, says, Nick, that wasn't that wasn't just a, a hooky pooky dream. That was a dream that was reality. That was a dream that was scriptural. That was a dream because there's a calling outside of your life. And and even since that dream, even though it took me, it was just like, whoa, okay, you know, Tanya's uh, telling me all the stuff here. I don't want to hear it. Okay, great. Okay, you know, okay, there's a calling on my life. But it took some time because I wrestled. I wrestled with God. And he kept, just like Jacob, and so many different dreams started getting downloaded inside of me. I started having divine encounters that I'll talk about on other calls that are just unbelievable, not while I was dreaming, while I was awake, you know, but for me, I had to get to a state where I was broken, where I had to surrender. And all of this happened. Like this first dream that I had was back in 2009 of August. I didn't fully surrender with the Lord until two and a half years ago. Two and a half years ago, I surrendered because I was broken. There was nothing left. I was in a place where he needed me to be because my entire flesh had crumbled and it was time to build the spirit. And I had to get into that place. I had to get into that place of surrender for him to give me the baptism of the Holy Ghost inside of Tanya's living room. And he used her to show me. And I say these things to you because even after that baptism, you know, it opened up a doorway. There was so many spiritual things that started happening and attacks and battles and, and stuff like that. And, you know, several months later, I used to start thinking like, you know what? It's like, man, Lord, you know, it's like, okay, well, the, I got the, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You gave it to me, evidence of speaking a tongue. Several months later, I started reading about the gifts. I started reading about the different roles of them. And the first one was the gift of tongues. I started reading about the, how to communicate with the, with the kingdom court, how to communicate with them, how to communicate with God in only a language that he and I, that I don't understand, but he understands. And, you know, several months later, I started going through all kinds of crazy stuff after the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then I was in a place where it was just like, I just was still kind of confused because I was like, okay, I thought, you know, everything's supposed to be, you know, good now. <laughs> you know what I mean? The heaven opens up and the sky opens up wide and, you know, and then we just do this thing. But it's still, there's a battle. And I knew I needed that gift of communication with the Lord. And, um, you know, and, and for me, it actually came from a Daniel fast, you know, and the reason why I say all these things, because it's important, because I re go, always remember that day two years ago when I was in Tanya's living room, and she gave the best analogy that I could imagine 
when I got filled. And she talked about this. She says, Nick, I want to, you know, you, you, she, she said, you're at a point right now where you're ready. You have the full armor, but the one piece that you need is the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So, and the easiest way for me to understand it was with the way she explained it when she talked about the analogy of two Teslas. We all know what a Tesla car is. You know, and just imagine if you walked into the dealership and you saw two different Teslas, the same color, they look exactly the same, and they're both great cars, and one of them, it just does, it's a standard model. It doesn't have all the features, but it still is an amazing car. But then you got that second Tesla that has all the features in it. It's the premium version, and that's exactly what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is. And, 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 and you have so many Christians, so many people in their walk today. You have so many people who, you know, and it doesn't mean that they're not saved. It doesn't mean any of that. It just means that they, they haven't tapped into that other piece, that they're still riding around in the standard model, that they don't realize that there's so much more available to them, There's that there's so much more that the Lord wants to download, but it can't happen until the baptism of the Holy Spirit comes. And I know I'm always going to talk about it, and it's probably, that's why I'm so, I'm actually glad I didn't grow up in the church, because I know I'm not stained by certain tradition. I know I'm not stained by a certain culture that just doesn't talk about that, that just, oh, once that door opens up they don't want to talk about those scriptures they don't want to talk about that promise they just want to keep it comfortable they just want to have regular church they don't realize the church don't belong to them that it belongs to the lord god you know so for me you know i you know i i think i i, I you know it's like i love talking about this stuff because it's real i'm free with the spirit i'm letting my tongue go and i don't care what anybody has to say to me because i know that the purpose is so much more and it's a free gift it's a free gift for all believers and i know i want the full armor of God, you know, because it's, it's interesting, even in the book of Ephesians, it talks about the belt of truth around our waist. It talks about the breastplate of righteousness. It talks about the, our feet being equipped with readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. It talks about the shield of faith. It talks about the helmet of, sal of, salva uh, of, 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 the, the helmet of, of salvation, and it talks about the sword of the spirit. But all you hear people talk about are these six things. And then all of a sudden they hit the pause button like a remote control and they forget the number they they forget number seven where it says pray in the spirit in all occasions. See, you can have the full armor, you can have all these different things, you can focus on all these different things, but if you don't have this one piece to communicate with above, you know, in a language that they understand. I mean, think about that. We could communicate all day long in our modern language, but if you knew, if you knew there was a gift, if you knew there was a way where you could really communicate with the with you know this what Paul talks about with the, the, the tongue of angels and that you could communicate with the Lord on a one-on-one -on -one level, you know, then why not? Why not being able to? You know, so that's why it's really important. So when I look at these, you know, um, you know, the full armor of God, it's not six things, it's seven things. And the number seven is the number of completion. So you can't get stuck on the first six. You have to get stuck on number seven, and that's all of the above. You can't have all of the above without all of this. And some people might not even want to hear it. Some people might want to disagree with me, but you know what? It's okay. I'm just being obedient. I'm being at a state where I'm surrendered to the Lord and allowing him to pour into me and continue to work on me because you know why? And that's why I realized in the last 14, I, I know I, the last 14 days, I know I've been getting attacked because they, I know the enemy doesn't want this message to come out because he knows once you start tapping into this one camp and start communicating 
what behind the scenes on the things that we cannot see this spiritual warfare that's taking place the minute your stone your tongue is controlled by the lord and it starts communicating to the kingdom of god into the kingdom court you know the the devil and all of his little 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 uh minions you know in or whatever you want to call them are listening and watching and they're fearful they're holding back because they're like uh oh whoa we just we just messed up we need to uh oh he's he's calling on the kingdom court she's calling on the kingdom court we better be afraid now because myriads and myriads are getting ready to come down and rain on us right now because they know when they hear that language they hear the language of the angels they know what's getting ready to happen and they're afraid of it they don't want you to have that gift it's a deception and he's a deceiver and that's why it's so important to tap into it because what, when, when, when you might not know what's being said, it's being transferred to the kingdom court directly to God, directly to Jesus. And they're the ones who are instructing the angels to come down here and protect you and watch over you and guide you. But angels, angels are not meant to be praised. There's even a story in the Bible where, I, you know, I, I have it written down somewhere where, you know, somebody, an angel came and then, you know, uh, you know I believe it was one of the disciples or somebody, you know, but they, they, they all of a sudden when the angel came, they got on their knees and that angel told them, hey, wait a minute, don't worship me. You need to get up. So do not, you don't worship them. They're just there for assignment. They're the real soldiers. They're the heavenly army that's taking place, that's, that's being called out by the kingdom courts. And that's why it's so important. And it's also important to know that there are so many roles. Like another story I read was, you know, even with Job, you know, when you talk about Job in the very, very first pass passage, you know, it's the one place where I realized, I was like, wow, you know, even the devil, even the, the enemy has to report to God too. He can't even go out there and have full control on anybody because that's just exactly how the story of Job worked. He went, you know, he he went to up there to the kingdom court and he presented his case. And then the Lord told him, he's like, okay, have you thought about my servant Job? You know, well, go there. You could do this. You could do that. But you can't do this. He gave him order. He gave him instruction too, you know, and he went out there and he destroyed, you know, Job at the beginning, but Job's faith was unwavering. His faith was so was unmatched and he kept going through and going through and he was replaced with so much more overflowing when the time come. But that's really, really important to understand because a lot of people miss that part, you know, but this was why, you know, if everything starts with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you know, because then the spirit of God can work within the human spirit and the spiritual gifts are given. And even Jesus, like I said earlier, Jesus said the advocate will teach you. He'll teach you all things that you need the Tesla with all the features and you can't put it on the shelf and when I started thinking like in the last four days I was like wow this is like okay well uh it's a it's a gift of the Holy Spirit so it's just kind of like a, the easiest way to explain this is like an analogy of Christmas <laughs> you got to put that on mute okay so see the enemy the enemy always tries to get in the way because this part's important you know, because you, it's just like an analogy of, you know, Christmas. Imagine if it, 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 we're entering into that season, but imagine just any time of the year, you're giving a gift to a loved one, and it's, maybe it's your wife, maybe it's your kid, or maybe it's your husband, and you're giving this gift that you, that you, that you, when you went to buy it, you had so much joy when you were purchasing this gift, and then when you gave it to them, you, you buy this gift, you give it to your loved one, 
and then they just look at the gift and they don't even open it and they just throw it away or they put it on the shelf. How do you think you would feel, honestly? How do you honestly think that you would feel if you were giving a gift to somebody that you love and they gave it right back to you? Well, it's the exact same thing. How do you think that you, Jesus, feels when you don't want that gift or, you know, and he's given it for free. And it's not saying that just because it, maybe it hasn't happened for you, it doesn't mean that you're not accepting it because maybe at the same time you don't understand it. You need someone like a Tanya Alexander or a Dion or whoever's mentoring you to sit down with you one-on-one to break down what it means so they could show you how, what it means, what it, the power is, how to, you know, obtain it, where, you, what kind of state you need to be in. There's still an order, just like the kingdom court. Everything that we do is in order. There's an instruction. There's a purpose. And sometimes, like, some people might hear this, oh, baptism of the Holy Ghost. Okay, does that mean I got to go to the altar on Sunday and just go crazy and excited and stuff like that? Yeah, sometimes it does happen like that, but a lot of times it doesn't. Sometimes it has to be in an intimate place. And sometimes, you know, there's so many people, they just don't understand it. You know, I mean, I mean, even for me, I didn't understand it. But now I'm over here laying hands on people in the ocean and people are getting filled with the Holy Spirit. And in the last 30 days, so much has been happening and people have been getting filled you know, uh, in pools and in all kinds of crazy stuff. But the whole point is, is just that even if you don't understand it, that's okay because you have a line like this. You have a line like this that can, you know, people can disciple to you. People can show you. They can instruct you because it's important. It's more than just, you know, an experience and all these kind of things. Hey, I got filled with the Baptist. No, it's a gateway. It's a gateway for you to communicate with the kingdom court. It's a gateway for you to, to, to get these gifts of grace so you can have your own prayer language because even Paul breaks this stuff down. I believe it's in, you know, uh, uh, in Corinthians 2 when he started breaking it down where I speak tongues more than anybody, but he's showing people the order on how to utilize these gifts because people were running around misusing everything. But there's one part where he says when he speaks in tongues more than anyone, and then when he's speaking in tongues, you know, on his own, it's it's it only or, or when we speak in tongues on our own, it's only to edify ourselves, you know, and when they use that word edify, it's not a bad thing. It's just knowing that you need to be implementing this piece, this speaking in tongues and allowing him to have this, you uh, you know, to download this heavenly, you know, uh, you know, the, the gift of the speaking in tongues so you can, you know, communicate with them because the word edification also means to build up because you're building up your spirit person, you're sp- building up your spirit man, your spirit woman, you're building it up. So you're edifying yourself. Yes, because you're building up your spiritual character. You're building up the, sp- the gifts that he's giving you and that's why it's so important it's not just about going out here and just going out there and and speaking just to say hey can you speak in tongues and showing it off it has nothing to do with that because now you will be out of order it's about you having that true intimate relationship and communicating with the heaven communicating with the kingdom court so they know how to do this and send what they need uh to you you know i mean it, it, it just it just completely lines up you know, so that's why it's really, really important because in your prayer life, when you're praying in the spirit, it's it's it's, it's everything. You know, even like sometimes I'll like, you know, I'll be walking, driving in my car, dealing with something, and I'm praying in tongues in my car. Nobody's around, or sometimes I'm dealing with somebody who has a bad attitude, and I'm just speaking in tongues inside of my my head because I know the battle's not between flesh and blood; it's between this unknown spirit, and sometimes the enemy might be using somebody's attitude against you to steer you off. So just knowing that you can have that 
That's so, so important because now you're inserting yourself into the heavenly influence. Your prayer is being heard in the arena of the courtroom. So that's kind of some of the things that I wanted to talk about. You know, I mean, like probably 50, 60% of this stuff I didn't even know I was going to say, you know, but I wanted to talk about this subject because it's important. I feel like it's really, really important to know how to communicate with the heavenly, with that, with the kingdom court and have this language and have this ability, this, this gift that's your free gift anyway to, to be able to use as a weapon as part of the armor of God. So with that, you know, um, of course, I'm going to stay on the line. People got questions or whatever, you know, but I definitely want to hand the a call back over to the prayer warrior, and then we'll go from there. All holy and all wise God, given every good and perfect gift, the author and finisher of our faith, the captain of our souls, and protector of us all. Holy Father, as we bow ourselves, low in our spirits before your throne we come boldly father because we through the blood shed by the christ can present ourselves faultless before your throne father god your throne is power your throne is the seat of all and we come before you father it's empty pitches before a full fountain father god we thank you for who you are we thank you for your reign and rule we thank you that you are the king of glory who has our names written in his hands, Father. You could not forget us, Father. You told us in your word that you are a very present help in trouble. Father God, we need you. We can't take another step. We can't take another breath without your sanction. Father God, we rest in your power, Father, and we travel under the protection of your love. Father God, we need you. We can't do this without you. Father God, we're not here for ourselves. We're here for your glory. We're here to worship and praise you every step of the way because every step we take is ordered by you. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for the breath in our bodies, Father. We thank you for allowing us to see yet another day. We thank you, Father, for our daily bread. We thank you for our dwelling. We thank you for where we lied down last night, Father, and the power that you quickened within us, Father, to rise up and have a mind to seek your face this morning, Father, to gather with others of like-mindedness, to come before your throne, Father, and praise you and intercede for others, Father, and to just give you glory before our days begin. We stop by to say thank you. Thank you, Father. And we plead the blood, Father, on everyone on this call, Father. We ask that you cover us, Father. Forgive us of all our sins. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Forgive us, Father, for those things that you've set to our hands to do that we've left undone. Forgive us, Father, for the things that we've done that you told us not to do, that we knew not to do, Father, but given our flesh, given our weaknesses, Father, we strayed away. Father, wipe that from our slate in the name of Jesus, Father. Cleanse us anew, anoint us afresh, Father, and strengthen us for the work to come. Father God, as we come before you, 
Father, we ask that you remember those that need you most. Father God, the children need you. People are praying upon them, Father, and they need your protection. We ask that you send your angels and dispatch them, your warring angels, to protect the children. Because you said in your word, their faces see, their angels see the face of my father every day. Father God, those that are being harassed, protect them, Father. We lift them up before you, Father. You said, suffer the little children and forbid them not, Father. And they are under attack right now by vicious and evil people. Please, Father, protect the children. Father God, we ask that you look in on those in hospice care, those behind bars. Father, those that are one step away from death, we ask that you ease their pain, Father. Those that are lonely, Father, we ask that you visit them and send your children to them, Father, that they may know just how loved and important and necessary they are. Father God, we need you. We can't do this without you. Father God, we ask that you visit those that are on the front lines and helping those that are needy, feeding the poor, clothing the naked, giving shelter to those whose shelter is required. Oh, Father God, they need your strength, Father. They need your encouragement, Father. Quicken them, Father, for the work to come, that they may be able to help those that need help the most to continue that Christian mandate of loving their neighbor as they love themselves. Father God, we need you. We can't do this without you. It's not about power. It's not about might or might. It's by your spirit, Father, we can do it at all. And we thank you, Father, for loving us enough to assign us a task in your kingdom. Father God, give us clear vision, Father, and wisdom to see that task through, that we may win others to Christ while we do it, Father. It's not about us, Father. It's not about building our name, Father. It's not about having people laud over us, Father. It's about giving you glory. It's about deflecting praise to us, to you, Father, because we couldn't do it at all without you. Oh, Father God, we need you. We can't do this without you. Father God, we ask that you bless the first responders, the firefighters, Father, with the fires raging over California. We ask that you protect their lives, Father, those who are putting their lives on the line for others, for those that don't even know, for those that may not love them back, those that may not appreciate their sacrifice. Father God, we ask that you send your angels to their side, Father, to help them. Father, we ask that you protect the people whose, fam whose families and property are in danger. And Father God, cover them as only you can. In the name of Jesus, Father, you are the protector of us all. And we need your hand of protection. Father God, we need you. We can't do this without you. Father God, we ask that you touch Conference the heart. locked. In the families of all Conference those. Unlocked. Father God, Conference we ask that locked. you. Father God, we ask that you protect those families 
represented by the voices and listening on the call right now in the name of Jesus. We ask that you protect Conference those unlocked. grandchildren, children, neighbors, nephews, nieces, parents, Father God, the family links and the family lines. We ask that you send your power, Father. Send your protection. Send your wisdom. Send your resources, Father God. Send your hope and your joy and the peace of God that passes all understanding. We will all need each and every one of those things in due time. And Father God, only your hand gives such good gifts, and we ask that you dispense them. Father God, we need you. We can't do this without you. Father God, please, we lift up Isaiah before you, Father. We lift up Floor before you, Father. We lift up Rick before you, Father. We lift up, lift up Sister Julia before you, Father. Oh, Father God, we need you. We lift up all those prayer requests that have been asked all month. We lift up the bereaved hearts before you, Father. Those that are grieving still, Father. Those that are wrestling with loss, Father. Oh, Father God, we lift up the addicted heart, Father. Those that are still bound by substance abuse, Father. Oh, Father God, they need you. We need you, Father, to bless them with strength. We need you to touch them, Father, so that they can turn away and turn to you. Oh, Father God, they need you. Father God, we ask that you remember those that are one step away from the gates of hell. Father God, those that are one step away from losing their lives, Father, without knowing you and their salvation, we ask you, Father, to send your children with the word in their mouth to witness to them, Father, to draw them closer, that they cry out, what must I do to be saved, Father? Their soul is precious in your sight, Father. Please, Father, send someone to them before it's too late. Oh, Father God, quicken their spirit when they hear your word, your undying, unchallenged word, Father God, that they may be drawn to you, Father, and be in your kingdom to praise your name forever. Oh, Father God, we need you. We can't do this without you. We ask that you prepare the table before us, Father, in the presence of our enemies, Father. When persecution rises up, Father, we ask that you retrain our focus on the hot promises that you've laid out in your word, Father. As we study to show ourselves approved unto you, Father God, help us to maintain our grip on your promises, on the hope that lies within us, Father. The strength we have by he who indwells us all. Father God, we need you. Remind us, Father, when we forget. And Father, there's times when we miss the mark and we and we require your chastening, Father. Please administer it to us with your love, Father. Because whom you love, you chasten. And we are better and made stronger when you instruct us in your ways. Father God, we need you. 
we can't do this without you. Father God, we praise you for your strength. We praise you for your wisdom. We praise you for your patience and your long-suffering, Father. All the times we failed you, all the times we've misstepped, all the times we've forgotten you, Father, all the times we've turned away and been busy in our doings, Father, and not spent intimate time with you, Father, when we re when we refuse to pray and commune with you, Father, to do things that we wanted. Oh, Father God, those times, we, those blessings we've missed for being in your presence, Father, we ask that you forgive us of those, Father, and draw us closer so that when we can come to our Heavenly Father and just sit in his presence, to just bask Hello? in the beauty of holiness, Father. Oh, Father God, those times are important to us. Father, those, that's when we grow, Father. That's when we rest, truly rest, Father. That's when we refit that armor to us, Father. Fasten it tighter so that we can be prepared for that which we face in your name. And Father, when our friends deny us, Father, when our mothers and fathers forsake us, Father, be there with open arms, Father, to welcome us. Oh, Father God, we need you. We can't do this without you. And as we prepare to shower you with the praise and glory you so richly deserve, that everyone under the sound of my voice take their phones off mute and lift your voices to the Lord, Father, to let him know exactly just oh, how awesome he is. Oh, Father God, we need you, Father. Oh, Father God, as we present ourselves before you, Father, we ask that you shout out your Thank you for the angels that you have assigned to us, Mira 
I'm a little poopy at 7.08 a.m. I enjoyed you thoroughly. Um, I'm just, I'm so excited about your future in the kingdom and about the, um, I'm mad that you didn't tell me you wasn't feeling good, though. I'm glad, I'm not happy that I didn't know that. Um, we'll, we'll fuss about that after the call. Um, okay. I'm really excited about um, the lives that God is equipping you to impact. Um, I'm even more so excited that your fire is so consistent and your um, your boldness is so infectious and your desire for people to be filled, healed, delivered is uh, is just phenomenal, Nick. I love you. Um, it has been such a pleasure to watch you as you become. So that's it. I enjoyed you thoroughly this morning. Love you too. Thank you. Good morning, Nick. This is your sister Priscilla. Wow. Oh, Priscilla, Priscilla, Priscilla. Good and those. Good morning. Um, I knew I knew Nick before he was saved. Um, so to hear and listen, it's I. I wow. Um, I'm thankful and grateful to watch as well. Um, and I have loads of questions. And like you, Nick, I was not raised in the church either. Um, so I don't have that church mindset that I know that you're referencing. Nick and I go to the same church. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I'm just very, I am so just, uh, like like Dion said, you've only been saved for two years. Um but I've known Nick always to have this same um, leadership um, spirit. Um, he's always been a go-getter with anything that he's done. It's just, it's just, it's now for the Lord, and it's just a totally different level. And it's just like he's like like Dion said, fire, fire. Um, and I and I think um, for me and our relationship. Because I tarry for something that I don't believe I have yet. And that's mm. that power from on high. Because of so many messages I received that were confusing in the church and the way the church said things and leaders had done things and, and the way I received it. Um, but now, in listening to, and I don't know where I'm going with this because of, it's not. It's not that it's confusing. I'm just trying to get get out of an entanglement that's gotten mm. caught up in my mind that I need to have deliverance from to walk in my victory, because I'm determined to receive it and I'm determined to get it. So I just thank you for, um, yeah, the fire and the the consistency and the deliverance and the conviction and your heart and your commitment, um, wow. I just want to say thank you. Thank you. And um, it's good to hear. It's really good to hear. <laughs> I, just, I just want to let you know I love you, you know. So, And I know Dion's going to say something. I already knew it. I knew it. I knew it. It's super quick. It's super quick. I'm going to just give you this scripture, Priscilla. Okay. Uh, Proverbs 6 and 2, we are ensnared 
Lisa sent me this yesterday, <laughs> by the words of our mouths. Your deliverance is in your mouth. Okay. You keep trying to intellectualize it. It's not in your head. You don't always understand it. Your deliverance is in your mouth. I'm sorry, Nicholas. <laughs> no, I already no, knew. No, no. I was actually, I was getting, I was getting, before you even spoke, Dion, I was getting ready to say, hey, Dion, can you say something for me? And then you spoke. <laughs> Literally. You know, and you know what? I've been told that before that I try to intellectualize it and I need to take my my analytical head out of it. I've been told that before. And that's so. all. That There's nothing else. There's nothing else to do. But it's so it's a, a spirit of perfection. Mm. Mm. Just so you're clear. Comes from, right? that's and that comes from pride? That's iniquity. Uh-huh. It's, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's not a transgression. That's not sin. That's iniquity. That's bloodline stuff. So that means you you now have the equipment to go to the courts and deal with the perfection ancestrally, and then it starts yes. to become untangled. Right? Yes, so if I understand. Just, yeah, that's it. And so now, um, wait, wait, wait. Is ninety even in thy mouth? Where's that? That's uh, I think that's Hebrew. Hold on, I, I can hear it in my head. I gotta <laughs> see it though. Um, listen. So the word is ninety even in thy mouth. Isn't um? Okay, hold on. I'm trying to find it in my head. Hold Romans on, y'all. 10. Do it. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Thank you, Lisa. Um, and so Romans ten, then Proverbs six and two. If you understand that. Everything we need, we already have. The problem is you don't believe, right? He says, believe only and do not doubt, right? So we are a culmination. We are a collaboration, a collection of what we believe. That's it. You are what you believe you are. So if you believe you have no power, listen, you don't. I believe you too. But mm. if he said it, who lying? You or him? Me. Mm-hmm. 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 Or the enemy true. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. So the brother yes. of the accuser, in, right? So if the brother of the accuser has power to tell you that you have no power, and you give him authority over the truth, right? So we have the member is laws, principles precepts and protocol right so there is thank you sonia there is a law of confession whatever you say you see right whatever you Mm. say you believe Mm. you have to change your confession right we overcome how do we overcome by the words of our testimony the law of confession and the blood of the lamb the truth of god's word So if you start to put the pieces together of the puzzle, you confess it and then confess with your mouth, believe with your heart. Confess with your, you see the order, right? Laws, principles, precepts, protocols. You say it until you believe it. You confess it until the manifestation happens. You believe it with expectation in your heart. It's a decision. The decision is to, look, 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 you on a trading floor. Your lie for his mm-hmm. truth. Mm-hmm. 
Got it. You see how all the stuff starts to line up? Right? Every yes. single system, right? We deal with kingdoms and realms. Every mm-hmm. single system is based on kingdom revelation, knowledge, and understanding. So you get to a point where it doesn't have to make sense. You just know it is because it is God's truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. Right? That's good. Mm-hmm. So, Sonia, say that. Don't, yeah, Sonia, say <laughs> that out loud. Right? So, so Priscilla, now, now what you have to do is what you wouldn't normally do. Everything that you are accustomed to doing, you got to remember, we in the world, but not of the world. We are literally kingdom citizens. So now you're mm-hmm. learning a new language. You've been speaking earth when you're called to speak kingdom. <laughs> okay. I like that. I like that. It's good. Thank that you, Jesus. <laughs> okay. Hi, Priscilla. This is Sonia. Um, and what uh, what Dion is saying, when you start saying, saying a new language, we have to reprogram our language is also in our mind. Um, going up, if you're told something negative, you got to counteract it. So when you say I am, you're activating, you're making God move because he said I am that I am. So you're going to mm-hmm. say I am his, I am pretty, I am above and not beneath. I am. When you say I am, you're getting his attention. So I am. You're making him move. You're getting his ear. You're making his ear bend. He knows your voice. Um, That's good. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You're Mm -hmm. welcome. I thank you for that myself. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> me too. Thank you. Jesus. Hallelujah. Wow. Let me jump in right there because I too um, was brought up, uh, uh, trained and conditioned uh, to tarry, to tarry what I, uh, uh, what I want from the Father. Uh, and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with tarrying. Uh, but the nugget that I got from you uh, this morning, young man, mm-hmm. when you uh, spoke about not playing, praying from uh, a, a place of bondage. Oh, thank you, Lord God. Yeah, that was the yeah. hit for me this morning. You know, we, we I, since I've been on this call, um, oh, thank you, Lord God. Uh, you know, you, you talked about, uh, putting on the whole armor of, of God, you know what I'm saying? And you said we oftentimes we forget about that seventh uh, 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 piece of the armor, you know, to, mm-hmm. to pray in our heavenly language and building up the inner man. So that was the nuggets for me this morning, you know. Uh, so uh, uh, oftentimes I will tarry before I could get to that place where I could break free uh, uh, from that, that old way of praying in, in, in bondage. So uh, that's why I'm so grateful for this, this prayer line that, that um, encouraged me and that it teaches me and equips me not to do that, not to pray from a place of bondage, but to pray from a, a place of authority and, and, and belief that 
uh, oh, hallelujah, Lord God, that it's already mm-hmm. done in the heavens. It's already done in the heavens. So my job is to believe and to pray uh, uh, with authority and, and conviction and believe that, uh, like like you said, uh, uh, Daniel's prayer had already been answered, but it got held up. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah. His prayer got <laughs> held up, and uh, another angel had to come and get the prayer mm-hmm. through to Daniel. Oh, thank you, Lord God. Mm-hmm. Young man, you blessed us this morning. Oh, hallelujah. Victory Who in our praise. Victory in our praise. God bless you. What's, what's your name? Uh, I'm, I'm Brother Jeff. Brother Jeff. Okay. Thank you, Brother Jeff. Thank you. That means a lot. Um, is there anyone else, too, who has anything to say? Good morning. This is Pretty Patrice. God bless you. Amazing you job this morning. Amazing job. Thank you. It's all Jesus, though. I'm telling you, like I didn't like, you know, a lot of oh, this stuff. Know. I just, yeah, I just, it just comes <laughs> out now. I just, I don't know, you know, it just comes out. I try to move one way, and then he grabs me by my neck and throws me in another direction. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Whoa. we got Lord. Good morning. Test uh, Dion, that was for me this morning. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Amen. It was for us, Miss Lee, but I'm glad you grabbed it. Grab it and grab a hold of it and take off running. You hear me? My it is look, I'ma tell you this. Listen, he's a, a redeemer of time, Miss Lee. <laughs> yes. Yes. He's a great time redeemer. It is not over until it's finished. You understand me? You keep going. Yes. You still win if you don't quit. Just keep run on. That's all I'm gonna tell you. Run on. Praise God. <laughs> Praise Thank the you Lord. So much. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, good morning, it's Cassandra. I really enjoyed. I always enjoy you. From I um, started listening to this call. I think um, early on, you were one of the first people that I heard, uh, and it really inspired me to continue to um, to get up at six o'clock in the morning and listen in on the call. And I often say, um, when I'm praying and I'm coming up against something, I would say. Do you know who my father is? I'll get myself all pumped up. But when you talked about the myriad of angels, oh, my God. Mm. It, just, it just really had a visual, you know, father is I am that I am. Holy Jesus. A myriad of people, I mean, of angels that are warring for us. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. It, just up, it just opened up my eyes even more that, we don't have to worry. God has us. Oh, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your word this morning. You're welcome. Definitely. Thank you. That means a lot to me, too. You know, because. Hello? I, I, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I didn't know you were still talking. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. You go ahead. You know, I was always going to say was like, you know, 
telling you, like, out of all the messages, and I, I think I, this is my one, two, this is my fourth one, um, but this is the one where the last couple weeks, I'm telling you, like, every single day, something's been going wrong, but then I knew that I wasn't going to let it get to me, because I knew something was going to happen on this call. You know what I mean? I knew it. I knew it. You know because you know it just it just it needed to be it needed to be said. That's all I wanted to say. But go ahead. Thank Who was that just speaking? Thank you, Tina. This is Krishanda still. Um, I was praying mm-hmm. before I got on the call this morning, and I saw I could hear uh, a marching like at army. So when you said that myriad, I was like, oh wow, like a marching army. That's just. Yeah, warring for us. I could hear the marching. I could feel the fight. I could feel the fight. So, good stuff. Thank you. Definitely. And I think Hello? somebody else was getting ready to speak. Yes, yeah. it's me. Hi, it's Mona. Um, I just wanted uh-huh. to say thank you, too. Um, to be honest, I didn't catch all of it, but what I was just hearing, even from um, Jeff, Hit me, Dion. That's what it is with me. The bondage. Stop praying from the, the the place of bondage. And I think that's what my you know been so used to that 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 form of coming from that um place. So I just got to it. Just like God, the Holy Spirit was just saying, "Boom!" Right there, right there. Stop. Stop doing that. You all, you're not in bondage no more. So I'm just had to just say that, y'all. I just got excited about that part. Cause that's what it is. Stop praying from a place of bondage. So I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I just had to share with my family. Boop, boop, that I got it. Love you guys. That's so true, you know, because like even with me, like at the beginning of this month, when I started thinking about when, when you know, uh, the Holy Spirit gave Dion this whole theme for the month, you know, thinking about the Kingdom Courts, and you know, and I think she had put uh, a video from the uh, Ron Carpenter at the very beginning, day one, and he kind of goes through in that video exactly what this whole month has been about and and one of the things that like my takeaway that he talked about in that video that really made me think and created a shift even within my own life is that knowing that it's not our battle to fight though you know and i've been walking around these last couple years thinking i'm a kingdom soldier and that i'm a soldier but no i'm just a citizen of heaven i'm just a disciple i'm just a servant you know, and the fight is supposed to be, they're supposed to be the ones fighting for us and stuff like that, instead of walking into situations all angry and mad and, you know, and trying to think I'm going to be able to one to, you know, it's not, I love how she uploaded that. I mean, and if you haven't seen it, you know, you couldn't, you know, maybe she could re-upload it today. I, I don't know. But if you go back, I believe it was on October 1st or the day before, she uploaded a specific message from Ron Carpenter over here in the South Bay. And it, it just kind of goes, it's like a, a preface to everything that took place this month, but he breaks it down on the type of attitude in order to have, you know, so, you know, it's just even with myself, this last month has been a huge shift on just the way that I'm thinking and understanding my placement in the kingdom too, you know, but that's all I wanted to say. So, so let me, let me tell you this, this so how how do you combat bondage in your prayer life, right? So you got to ask yourself some questions, right? He who the Son sets free is free indeed, right? Anytime uh, uh, 
Tanya and I have been listening to, um, y'all know we got our televangelists that we listen to, but my, my taste, my appetite for the truth of God's word has changed immensely. And so I can't listen to errored doctrine. It makes me literally want to throw up in my mouth a little bit. It stresses me out. Uh, and and, and we, th- listen to this. I'm going to say this uh, openly because it's necessary. We've had some error teaching. And, you know, I have to maintain my composure because y'all know I say what it is. Um, We've had some error teaching, even in the last couple of, like, days, right, that the only thing that the Holy Spirit told me was allow it to happen because we have to have the balance. There are still people that think from a place of bondage that can relate. But one of the things you have to remember when you're dealing with bondage and thinking, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. We are no longer slaves, but free, but we are free in him, right? So our liberty doesn't come from anything that we've done, anything that we've said, but because Calvary's cross paid a price. So Christ did not just die for us. He died as us. Everything that we can do, have done, will do in the future he already paid for. It's already written in the equation according to Psalms 139.16 because the book was written. All we do is turn the pages. Now we have the ability to impede upon the truth of God's word based on what we believe. You have to own the truth of the word for you. And Nick, you said it wonderfully. You are a kingdom citizen. We are here on a visa, child. This is not, (laughs) we are pilgriming through this particular land. How can we sing in a strange land, right? Mm. We bring the songs of the Lord into the earth and the earth becomes our footstool because he said it. That's what he said about who we are. And so the sooner you grab a hold of the truth of God's word, apply it to your life, and stand in it with a whole attitude, you are still subject to the the realm of this earth or the kingdom of the earth. You don't have to dwell there. You don't, you don't have to stay there. So uh, according to, right, so when we deal with the matters of our heart, guard your heart with all of your diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Well, we got to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our strength, and all of our soul. It means keep your eyes off of what you think you see. Don't pray from what you think you see. Pray from what you know you know because it is written man shall not live by bread alone but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of god we don't even have to rely on our intellect we don't have to rely on our experience we don't have to rely on our exposure all we have to do is give god the will and allow ourselves to operate in the truth of his word says for us it's a, it's a decision it's an act it's an action Right, so so we found out last night what the word delight means. Anybody that was on the Archer Circle call last night, can we share what delight means? This was so dope to me. <laughs> <laughs> I just get tickled. It's a noun I and a verb, tickled. and it's to give I, pleasure. What? Yes, <laughs> ultimate pleasure. He, listen, he gives us yeah. ultimate pleasure. 
right? A noun, he had, look, a noun and a verb at the same time. A noun is a person, place, or a thing, and a a verb is an action. It it, it exists and it's moving. Hallelujah. Right? And so all we have to do is allow that to take over our thinking. When we delight ourselves in the Lord, then there is a response from heaven. He will give us the desires of our heart. All we have to do is trust in the Lord. Right? Trust in the Lord and then do what? Do good. Right? Mm. (laughs) Man, listen, I'm shutting up because I will cut up right here. (laughs) So if you forgot, please highly, remember, please highly, going on mute. Please highly, right? He pleases us highly when we delight ourselves in him. My God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Woo, I love the word. Yeah. Yeah, life-giving. Is there anyone else on the line, too? Even, you know, like I said at the beginning, too, is, you know, even, I don't know, I just feel like there is probably somebody on the line that's, you know, struggling with this part, though, you know, and just like, you know, you know, this is your time to ask questions or just talk about maybe something that you might be struggling with or just a sense of understanding. But for some reason, I don't know, I just feel like there's probably people on the line or someone on the line that, you know, that just, you know, just, just trying to understand this piece a little bit more and you might not know how to ask, you know, so if you're there, you know, you should speak up. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, my name is Denise and, um, um, is that somebody else on the line too? Okay, no, I just go. muted him. Go, go ahead, Denise. Hello, Denise. Hello. I don't know her. Her call. Her call may have dropped. I'm not sure. I don't see her anymore. Oh. Okay. There she is. Hello. Can Hello, you hear me? Yeah. We can hear you now. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm driving, so the area it goes in and out. Um. I wanted to say that I've been really growing a lot. Um. Since I got on the call, I, I started the call this month on um, Mm. October 2nd and I mean from the very first call I started to just hear so many confirmations so many things that the Lord had already been ministering to me but that I just didn't fully understand and I've been really growing and it's like God has just reached into my mind and started to untangle things and to pull them out by the root and Mm. You know, at first it just felt so uncomfortable because it's it's unknown. Um, You know, you have so many questions. You, uh, you know, when you're entering into a space that you don't have a lot of experience in, it can make you feel like, um, you know, you you just don't know what to do next. And you know, I just 
God just said, just, you know, trust me. He, he kept telling me that every call that I was on, trust me, because I was hearing so much and it was coming so fast. And I was I'm like, Lord, I don't know if I can keep up with this, you know. Um, and then as I continued to listen every day, I realized that I was hearing everything that I needed to hear and that it was all that I've been praying for. Um, and like you, sir, I did not grow up in the church, so I've always felt kind of out of place and just a little, um, uh, like I didn't understand how church was supposed to go. You know, you see some people at church and you feel like, wow, they know how to do church, you know. Um, <laughs> but God has always given me a freedom to just be myself. And I'm really grateful for that because I've never been really so much interested in seeing how other people do it. I've always just been so desperate for Christ that I don't care what I look like, if I'm crying or if I'm shouting or praising, you know, I'm, I'm there to get something from the Lord because I know that this is what I need. Um, and so I really um, appreciate you talking about the angels because I've, I've always wanted to know more about what, what is our relationship with angels and um, how do we, you know, come into contact with that, you know, side of, of, of heaven and, and relating it to our everyday life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're not taught a lot about, um, you know, that angels are there to protect us um, and to fight on our behalf. Um, and that, you know, it's something that we can't see. I mean, I've kind of always sensed it. It's like I have an extra sense. Um, mm-hmm. I guess, so to speak, that I've always sensed that there was a protection, you know, an extra protection um, around me just because of all that I've been through and how I have not been, you know, nothing has been able to break me. Hmm. Um, but, you know, because God has always, I felt, and I know now because of I've been walking with him for some time, that it's because he does have a plan for my life and he does. Absolutely you know, want to use me in his kingdom even more than he already has. Um, but can you talk about that a little bit more about the angel? And, um, you know, like, is, am I supposed to, like, pray a certain prayer every day to invite them yes. in? Because, you know, I always invite yes. the Holy Ghost in. Every single day. Every, every okay. single day. Let me, every let me day. say this. There, Go ahead. Yes, every day. There is on the, um, and Denise, you sent a message yesterday um, to the website because I hadn't had power. I'm just a little bit behind. Um, and praise God, whoop, whoop, we got a new person, an addition to help with the uploads so that we're not so oh, behind. Amen. I know. Yeah, so I got your message yesterday. I just wanted to acknowledge that. And I want to tell you, there's on the, um, right now on the app, there's a, mm-hmm. a whole lesson that Minister Philip Watson did on the ministry of angels and the ministry of angels. But every day I get up and I give charge to every angel assigned to me to go before me and to come after me. I I, I just learned this in the last like year and a half, that every day we're supposed to give our angels instruction, right? So every, everything that we need comes from the words out of our mouths. Everything that we need, we loose what is loose in earth 
is loosed in heaven. What is bound in earth is bound in heaven. So we activate everything that transpires in the course of our day. Every day I ask for the angels to go before me and to create opportunities for me to be salt and light. Mm-hmm. Amen. Right? Which, which means that I will have encounters with people more frequently than not. So, I, you know, you ask Tanya, Tanya get frustrated with me because it takes us a long time to get where we're going because I'm going to stop <laughs> and pray and lay hands and all the stuff. I don't care where I'm at. That's where I'm at, though. Right? So open up your mouth and tell your angels that they're welcome to do their job. Right? But we don't know that because it's not a conversation in church. It's not Amen. a conversation. We don't talk about that. Right. That's why we suffer so much lack. And you said something very significant. You say you will look at people and you say, gosh, they know how to do church. That's the problem. We know That's how to do problem. church, but we don't know how to do kingdom. Right? They're two very different things. And they're very That's opposite. what I discovered I think, because I used yeah. to look at them and think that I needed to, um, you know, you were praise inadequate. like them or shout right. like them or say the things that they nope. say. And then God corrected me, you know, as I was in my closet, he corrected me and just said, I created you to be unique, you know, not to look like anyone else. And when he did that, it was like, I really started to worship and I really started to praise and it became so personal. And so when I go to church, for me, I'm on a date with Jesus. And when I'm dancing, I'm dancing with Jesus. And when I'm singing, I'm singing to the Lord, you know, me and him are having an experience together. And I'm getting yes. my freedom. And so I'm so grateful for that. Yes. But I see a lot of people are looking around and they're trying to, you know, they're going through what I went through because we don't talk about it. We don't really talk right. about, you know, that we're not supposed to be doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. We should That's have, a, if that was the case, opinion. he would have just made us all have the same mind. The problem, which is why the earth is so out of sorts, is because people are not aware that they are kingdom citizens. They are so busy trying to be earthlings and operate in church functionality when, in fact, if you operated in your original intent and purpose, something else in in the world would come in order. And if if Sonia operated in everything God called her to be, things that where she was assigned to would start to come to alignment. And if Nicholas always operates how he's supposed to, things would start to come in to alignment. The moment we understand that we are not like them and we stop experiencing mimicking, like it took for, for a while when I used to preach, I used to try to find the hoop. He don't need me to do that. Say but it. Now, all he don't yeah. need me to do none of that. He don't need me to climb no pews. He don't need me to uh, uh, he don't need me to swing my handkerchief <laughs> at people. He don't need me to do that. He need me to tell people what his word says, the way that he gave me to say it, because the people that I'm assigned to speak life into will not hear it from anybody else. It is your job to be a hundred and ten percent you. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, don't care who's protesting. You be what God told you to be, and that's it. That's it. That is so true because I work at a, um, I work at a community college um, in Oakland, and mm. when I first came there, I was like, Lord, you know, why did you bring me here? Because I used to be in the medical field, and 
I had some health challenges and I ended up having to resign from my resign from my job to take care of my health. And then several years later, I went back to work. And I went back to school, actually, because I was going to continue my education to go further into the medical field. But then God switched to me, and I started working in education. And when I first got there, I was, you know, it was like he just started opening up all these doors, and um, he put me in position, and then I became permanent. And then I was like, Lord, so why am I really here? You know, because you always have another purpose why he sends you somewhere and you just mentioned about being able to speak into people's lives and God he in so many words he said that to me he said that you are here to be a witness that's it so he started to send people my way and allowed me to start building relationships and to speak to them and minister to them and then they would say things like everything you just said was exactly what I needed to hear and I would be like I wasn't even trying to say this like I would be trying to be quiet or not say anything at all, but God would open my mouth and allow me to minister to them. And then the more that, you know, he started to use me, I realized that, you know, if you make yourself available to the Lord and you yeah, come on, surrender, yes. surrender, you know, that's when, you know, you're really stepping into your purpose. You mentioned purpose. And before yeah. that, I just kept saying to God, you know, what's my purpose? You know, why am I here? What, you know, why am I saved? You know, what, what have you really called me for? You know, and it's been unfolding, you know, more and more as I'm, you know, walking with the Lord. But I realized that, you know, you have a different calling sometimes at different stages in your life. Depending on, mm-hmm. you know, your level of salvation, your level of surrenderance, um, your level of understanding and, um, and being able to uh, open yourself up to see and hear the revealed word, you know, revelation. Um, and so I'm just really grateful because I know that declare victory. You guys are all my family now. I don't really know many of yeah, you. I only baby. know a few people. On the you, call. you will directly, girl. Look, you you will in just a minute. You too close for us not to know you. I got to hug your neck, oh. see. I am so grateful because I'm like, <laughs> I feel like, um, you know, to be in a place where you can be loved and to be in a safe place where you can um, get free. Because I got free the other day when Hallelujah. the Lord ministered to me, you know, the root of fear in my life. And how my mind had just completely forgotten about it, you know. And I understand that you can that can happen because you need, you know, as a child, I needed to survive and to go on. So God allowed for that to be locked away, so the trauma would not continue to torment me. But it still was tormenting me because I had the fear. I just didn't have the memory of where it came from. But when I got my freedom, it's just like God started to open my mind even more to more things that had been locked away um, and that I had experienced. And I don't know if I didn't have this call, if I would be able to be on that journey with the Lord. And I'm just so grateful. Because I'm getting free. It's always been what my (laughs) desire is. I just want to be free. I want to be free indeed. Not free a little bit, not free a tiny bit, but all the way free because I want to be everything that God has called me to be. Oh, right, come on, I baby. I want it all. Yeah. I want it all. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Yeah. 
That's what we're talking about. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word Glory says, rejoice you, with God. them that rejoice. God, we bless you. Hallelujah. Yes, we thank you for Denise's liberty. God, we Hallelujah. thank you even for the doors that you're opening for her because of her obedience. And we ask, oh God, you. that you would supernaturally impart to her the necessary wisdom to do kingdom exploits in your uh, in your courts, Lord God. I thank you in advance for even the doors that you're opening for her and the favor that you will give her on her job and the people's lives that you'll empower her to speak into. God, we bless your high name. Amen. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. And we love you too, Pocket. You keep going, honey. Keep going. Look, we'll see you directly. We're going to create an opportunity to hug on you. (laughs) Amen. Nick, see what you just started in this thing? (laughs) I know, man. It's fire. Um. But is there, uh, it's almost kind of like a, a victory message within the message. <laughs> it's like, it keeps going. I'm even taking notes right now. But um, is there anyone else on the line? Since, you know, I mean, if you're on the line, if you got something to share or anything, you know, uh, you know, we still have a few minutes. No? Okay. All right, so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to close out the call in prayer um, as we go about our day, especially on a day like this, you know, um, because it is Halloween, you know, and I know Halloween is obviously it's a, you know, it's a kid day. Everybody's out here having fun and stuff like that, but there's still that element, that presence that's out there and the aroma, you know, that is definitely, definitely going to be out there today. So, you know, um, I'm just going to do a quick prayer and you know, we'll just go about our days, and, you know, today was definitely amazing. But, Father God, I just want to pray for every single person on this line, Lord God, and I just want to thank you for just, uh, you know, speaking, you know, through not just me, but every single person who shared on the line today, Father God, every single question that was answered, Lord God, we just want to thank you just for downloading what you wanted us to say, Lord God. So I do want to pray. I want to pray for anybody on the line, all the ones that opened up, Lord God, that, you know, if there's any kind of confusion that you could replace that with understanding, Father God, that anything that was, you know, uh, anybody on the line that's struggling within their own walk, Father God, I pray that you can unleash and, and disband angels around them, Father God, that you can just reveal yourself to them, that you can give them a divine encounter, how you've done in my own life, Father God, to let them know that you are real, regardless of what it is, whether if it's from a vision, whether if it's from a dream, whether it's from a random random encounter, whether it's from a scripture just popping up that we just talked about today, the bottom line is, Father God, I pray that you could give them a confirmation, a confirmation of your love, a confirmation of your truth and your promise, Father God, as they go about their days, Lord God. I also pray for a hedge of protection today over the youth, over these kids that are going to be going out here in the streets trick-or-treating, just putting their trust and just putting this candy or whatever it is, you know, inside of their bag. I pray that you could just, you know, uh, cover them with a hedge of protection, that you could keep your hand upon them, that every kid goes home safe, Lord God, that every single person, you know, is protected by you, Father God. 
So, and I also want to pray for what's going on here in the Bay Area with all these fires, just how we talked about at the very beginning, that they need your love. And I, I know, you know, it's crazy just to kind of see how it's been happening year after year, all around the same time. And now these fires are getting worse. So I pray for the families that are displaced. I pray for the responders that are out there in the field putting these fires out, Father God. I pray for your Holy Spirit to go comfort them as they're going through what they're going through, Lord God. You know, and I pray for you know, even this line, I pray for this line to continue to be blessed. I pray for this line to continue to continue, you know, so as these, as more people come on the line as brand new, that they could be freed and delivered from their own bondage that they don't even realize that they're in. So when they get on their knees and they lift their holy hands up to you, Father God, that they could come and pray from a state of, of being just free, free in your love, free in your heart, Lord God. So I, I want to just pray these things, and we're all my brothers and sisters on the line as we release and go about our day. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody have a great day. Brother Nick. Yeah. Thank you. Great job. Yeah. Have a wonderful day. Great job. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Amazing declaration. God bless you all. Amen. Have a great have an day. Have day, everybody. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you, guys. Hello? Hey, bye, guys.